Hi, I'm Bree Davies. Today is Thursday, March 25th, and you're listening to CityCast Denver. If you heard our episode on Tuesday, welcome back. If this is your first, let me take a second to tell you a little bit about what this CityCast Denver thing is. This show is going to be a daily celebration of the city we love. But also, you have to know, I don't hold back when something needs to be said. I dissect Denver's politics, history, and facade because I love it here. I just want the real Denver to shine through all the hype. And that means real conversations with real Denverites every weekday morning. Our city is a direct reflection of who we are, good or bad. Our history is complicated and not always pretty. But we are who we are, and I want to get to the root of who Denver is with you. Like today on the show, I talk with Frank Bonanno. A chef and restaurateur, Frank has been pushing the boundaries of fine dining in Denver for decades, sometimes pushing them further than we're ready for. We are just not ready for a true French bistro. Mizuna, his flagship restaurant, is celebrating a major anniversary this week, and the landlord just put the building up for sale. You know, I mean, there's no question in my mind, whoever buys it's gonna knock them down and build a high rise. It's a story as old as the city itself. And just like Denver, Frank's not sure what's next. Maybe I'd like to run and be the mayor of Denver. Maybe maybe that's my next goal. If I lose Mizuna and Luca, I'll just run for mayor. But first, let me hit you with our theme song, courtesy of my friends, local Chicano rock band, Los Mocochetes. And then we'll talk about the news. We're officially almost going from yellow to green on the COVID dial, Colorado, which means a lot of things, like looser restrictions in general. More people will be welcome in bars and at indoor events, and there will be no capacity limit on personal gatherings. But hold your horses, Denver County. We're not green just yet, so don't start planning that multi-day epic barbecue for the ages. Keep watching the dial. Ski bums get stoked. Vale is dropping prices for the Epic Pass for the first time in 13 years. It's going to cost 20% less. Shredding the NAR will still cost a pretty penny, though, with local passes starting at $583. And that marks the end of all of my horrible ski and snowboard funds. In memory of the victims of the shooting in Boulder on Monday, people are gathering tonight for a vigil at 6.30 p.m. at Fairview High School in Boulder. Organizers ask that folks who drive to stay in their cars and those attending in person to please wear masks and practice social distancing. For more information and other Denver news, sign up for our morning newsletter at citycast.fm forward slash Denver. All right, what are we doing, Bree? Well, currently we're driving around Capitol Hill. With your dog. With my dog, Boomhauer, who's not going to make any noise because he's a good boy. A few days ago, I invited my producer, Xandra, for a drive through Capitol Hill because I wanted to see this one particular old building on 7th Avenue. So does this, does this strip feel similar to how it used to? It's changed so much. It's one of those things where you almost forget what it was like. Like we're coming up right now on 7th and Grant to this sort of Bonanno Empire, Luca, Luz, Mizuna. Oh, I forget the other restaurant. I was just reading about it. Can I turn here? For a couple of months in college, I worked as a host at Benny's across the street. I remember even then, Frank Bonanno's restaurants were super popular. They've been a mainstay on this weird little strip on the edge of Capitol Hill for like ever. 
but maybe not for much longer. On February 25th, the owner of the building that houses Bonanno's restaurants filed for a certificate of demolition eligibility, which means they're planning to sell and the building will likely be demolished. And for Frank, this came just as he and his team were preparing to celebrate the flagship restaurant Mizuna's 20th anniversary. The CityCast Denver team was bummed to hear the news. It was a feeling many Denverites are familiar with, I think, that one special place is going away. But one thing I want to do with this show is go beyond that gut reaction and hear how these changes are affecting the people involved. So we sent our newsletter writer Peyton Garcia and producer Paul Caroli to the opening night of Mizuna's week-long 20th anniversary celebration. Hello. Hi there, welcome. Hi. So Mizuna opened 20 years ago today. We actually signed the papers on Mizuna on Valentine's Day and, and then we opened a month later and now we're 20 years old. That's Jacqueline Bonanno, Frank's wife. They run the whole Bonanno Concepts restaurant group together. In some ways, it feels like it was just yesterday. Like I've been looking through the old photographs and kind of celebrating with Frank. We were posting some things online. And in a lot of the pictures, I'm pregnant. And this family, I mean, we've worked with Jerry and Manny here at Mizuna for 20 years. I've known them longer than my children. So this is our family. Frank and Jacqueline surrounded themselves with the most talented cooks and servers they could find. Slowly, over the years, Mizuna built a reputation as one of Denver's premier fine dining restaurants. So when many of those old friends and family, current and former colleagues, started arriving at Mizuna on Tuesday night, the pressure was on for the whole staff to make the most of the 20th anniversary. Because, as Frank has said, it might be their last. Uh, these guys have been here 20 years. I think a massive congratulations to Jacqueline, Tyler, and Frank. 20 years as a company And Manny and Jerry, yeah, they and opened and this Jerry. with us. Yeah, right, so. Hi, Frank. I'm Bree. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Bree. Um, so my colleagues Peyton and Paul were at your restaurant last night. And um, it was the first night of Mizuna's 20th anniversary celebration. And your wife, Jacqueline, said you were serving a reimagined version of Mizuna's menu from 20 years ago. And we wanted to play you a clip really quickly of her talking about her favorite dish. My favorite thing on our opening menu is a Chilean sea bass. And it marinates, <laughs> it marinates in green tea. And then he poaches it in this sauce that's about half butter and half carrot juice and spices up the sauce so it's like rich and decadent from all the butter but it's got a little clean cut to it from the green tea and from all the spices it is insane it's one of the dishes like um i would say i fall in love with frank over and over again through food and through different dishes that he executes for me and this is one of them that you taste and you're like oh my god i love you so much it's beautiful <laughs> I think she's lying because I think it's really the uh, fruit de mer salad that I make that she falls in love with me over and over again about. Oh, and what's but that? That's like a chilled seafood salad with octopus and uh, shrimp and mussels and celery and fennel. That That's her favorite thing, but I, I don't get to make the poached Chilean sea bass at home very often. Is it a staple at your restaurant or did you bring it back? No, we brought it back. It sounds very we, timeless. We probably haven't served that dish in about 10 years. We've done oh, variations wow. on that dish. That carrot brodo has been done at Luca and Mizuna 
it's it's super versatile and super like vibrant and i think that's what the chefs that work with me tend to love about it it's it sounds phenomenal um and you brought up luca and i'm i was driving around so i grew up here in denver and i was driving around the block the other day and i had a hard time remembering a lot of what was in the neighborhood 20 years ago uh, around mizuna um, and luca and your other restaurants do you feel like the neighborhood has changed a lot i think the neighborhood i mean i think everything has changed a lot in the past 20 <laughs> years i mean i'm old i think Cherry Creek from when I started cooking in the early 90s in Cherry Creek. I mean, I opened up a restaurant in the Cherry Creek Mall when the Cherry Creek Mall opened in 1990. Oh, which one? Fousey. And then I worked at, I did my internship at Rattlesnake Grill. I mean, so, I mean, I, I spent like eight years working, almost 10 years working in Cherry Creek. I mean, we can talk, we can talk Capitol Hill or Governor's Park all we want, but Cherry Creek has probably changed the most. Um, you know, but I, I mean, everything changes and I, I don't know if it's better or worse, but I mean, it's just different. And I think that's one of the things about, you know, the restaurant business is you, you evolve or you die, right? You, you need right. to always be doing it. I mean, it, it's funny with food though, that dish that is 20 years old is still super relevant. And, and I think that it's still super relevant because it tastes good. It's honest. It's simple. So we're going to talk about, obviously, the building is up for sale. And you you have several restaurants in, in this building. Um, what is the future of Mizuna and your other restaurants now, do you feel? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess... It's up to whoever buys it, and, you know, I mean, there's no question in my mind, whoever buys it's going to knock them down and build a high-rise. I mean, I, if, right. if I had $50 million, that's probably what I would do, right? I mean, if I was a big developer, it just makes sense. So um, I, I think, you know, with the way Denver is, I mean, or any big city, I, I think that we have a couple of years, even if someone were to buy it tomorrow, I don't mm -hmm. think the city's just going to, you know, okay, run these plans through and let's start construction next month. I mean, I think it's realistically, it's probably two years. I think someone will buy that that lot up. And, you know, coincidentally, maybe in two years it's time. Maybe I'd like to run and be the mayor of Denver. <laughs> maybe maybe that's my next goal. If I lose Mizuna and Luca, I'll just run for mayor. I mean, you know the city very well, and that's... I know That's the city. Helpful. I've worked with the city. I've run businesses. I understand HR. I understand how the city operates pretty well because I've been dealing with them for 20 years, you know, and maybe that's my way of giving back to the city that I love so much. Yeah. What Would there be anything you would run on, any policies or any things you want to change or see go differently in Denver? Education. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I would love to improve education. Because you've got, you've got kids in school, right? Yeah, my kids were a product of Denver Public Schools, but I would like to see our public, uh, you know, other than, other than East, which is one of the top public schools, I'd love to see North and South be the same as East. And I, I'd love to see Skinner Middle School and some of the others be this unbelievable place for kids to go. I mean... Yeah, I, that that would be something that would be very important to me. Um, 
you know, I, so are you up? Are you up in the north side on the in the Highlands? Yes, I do live in the okay. Highlands. I figured you mentioned Skinner and North, so you know. Yes. <laughs> you know the neighborhood. Well, we'll watch for that. I think. I think if we've learned anything, um, people from all different backgrounds can run for political office and have something to offer. So. John was very successful at it. I think he was one of the best mayors we had. I have a great inspiration, don't I? Yeah, abs- absolutely. A restaurateur who turned into, um, you know, has has run a long political career. So it sounds like Mizuna could come or go depending on how you feel, what the outcome is, how long the, the sale might take with the building. What do you think is so special about Mizuna that, like you said, I mean, restaurants come and go overnight. What kept the restaurant around for 20 years? Oh, the people that have worked with me there. I mean, there we just had a guy brand new start yesterday. There's something I tell people, and you can probably ask 80% of the people, especially the people that have worked in the kitchen, you will never, ever work in a restaurant like Mizuna ever again. You just won't. There will never be the freedom. There will never be the restrictions of what you can and cannot do. I mean, Mizuna fits our core values, pride, excellence, and family better than any place, any of our other places. You know, that's one of the things that, that makes it so special. And I, and I believe it, it's why like 27 people have left Mizuna to open their own restaurants because we are setting you up to be mature no no bullshit or BS. Own your job. Run this like it's your own. And I think you're speaking to the experience that probably draws people to Mizuna on top of just delicious food is the whole overall experience. And when I think about Denver changing, especially from this pandemic, we've lost a lot of restaurants. But you seem to have a really um, firm grasp on the change of it, that it may change, that it may go away, that Mizuna may may end at some point. Um, what do you tell people who are really, who come to you and go, I don't want this restaurant to close? Like what, what's your response to, to your like devoted fans? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Mizuna is the one restaurant that if we do lose this space or we're not able to come back and work something out with the land, Mizuna is the one restaurant. Mizuna and Luca are my they're not my favorites, but I do tend to spend most of my time there. Did you think at all about buying the building, or was that an opportunity? We with made the an offer on the building. We just could not come to an agreement. Sure. So yeah, um, you know, we tried. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I tried. I, I've tried over eighteen years. I've tried to buy the building. It's just never worked out. It, it's you know, it's it's a difficult thing. You know, this is a. The, the landlords are kids. They're not kids. They're adults who've never done anything in their life, inherited this property, never worked, and now they just want to cash in on it. So I don't think you can blame them. I certainly don't. So, But, you know, it's their time. They see the windfall that they can get from their parents' or grandparents' work and, and risk that the grandparents or parents took, and they're going to cash in on it. And they don't really care that it's been someone who's been paying over millions of dollars of rent over 20 years. This is their time to cash out. That's a tale as old as Denver. I have to say, I've talked to many business owners who had a lease from maybe the 80s or the 90s, a, you know, a handshake lease with a landlord, and then that landlord passes away, the family inherits the building, and then 
all the tenants are out. So yeah, I mean, it's business one hundred and one. It's nothing against the family. I mean, this is this is business. This is real estate in Denver. I mean, let's face it; they're not making any more of it in Governor's Park. So it, it's, it's a t- it's, it's a tight area. Yeah, it's a tight area, and that 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 piece that I happen to be on is really the last piece of the puzzle with channel seven being sold the old parking lot next to Benny's being redeveloped Racine. Yes. And and there's no reason to blame the family. I mean, if this is their time to cash out and yeah, should they sell it to me for a loss? Yeah. I'd love to say that, but that's not reality that this is business and they should sell it for as much as they can get for it. I mean, their parents worked hard and imagined and saw the, the, the benefit of it. So, you know, good luck to them. (laughs) Well, Frank, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us and rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. We've got tons of photos of Paul and Peyton's night at Mizuna in our newsletter, which you should really subscribe to at citycast.fm forward slash Denver. CityCast Denver's producers are Paul Caroli. Hi. And Alexandra McMahon. Hey. Peyton Garcia writes our newsletter. Hello. Our music is by Los Mocochetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. And I'll be back on Monday morning with more news from around the city. I don't have a signature sign off, you guys. This is just it. <laughs> <laughs>